Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio. Well, my first guest, Philip Broder from Overcast HQ, has created a platform which has revolutionised the sharing of video content, and he joins me on the phone now to discuss this game changing technology. Philip, I'd like to start the interview by finding out about your own career prior to establishing Overcast HQ. Sure, sure. So, um, so I started as a journalist and um, and a producer. Uh, as you can tell by my accent, I'm not local. I grew up in Canada, ended up in London working for the BBC through the 90s, um, and then came to help start TV3 in 98. Um, after that, I, I moved into digital in, uh, in, in 2008 when I helped start uh, TV3.ie, which was the first player in Ireland. And after that, uh, I, I went out on my own and, and started building digital platforms for people. And Philip, talk to us about the experience that you gained working in the media sector and how that was beneficial to you when it actually came to starting Overcast. Yes, well, in the broadcast world, uh, what was happening was uh, in 2008, uh, everyone, uh, you know, lost their advertising. It wasn't just uh, television. It was, it was all the media where advertising virtually disappeared. And, and after that, digital really started to take off. I mean, YouTube was started in t- 2005. Google uh, bought it in 2006. And online started to really take off. The broadcasters were really quite slow in, in reacting to that. In fact, they're still uh, well behind, uh, as they'll tell you. And the, reali- and the reality is they're behind because broadcasting is a different technology from delivering content uh, over the top or over the Internet. Uh, two different types of engineers needed, uh, and, and, and the content itself um, is, is a, it, it's very different the way it's consumed. So... You know, what I realized was, that, was the trend was that broadcasting becoming more difficult, online uh, taking off. So it was time to, to look at online and try and figure out how we could find a niche for ourselves and, and build a business in that niche. So ultimately, where did you identify the niche and what service does Overcast HQ now provide? Sure. So the niche came when uh, I was working on another project and we had bought uh, 750 hours of content from Fox. And we couldn't actually upload the content to the cloud at the time for a number of reasons, but mostly because the format was incompatible with with streaming content. And what that means is that we had to transcode it uh, on our servers, uh, you know, on-premise in our office, as opposed to doing it in the cloud. So that was the first clue was, hey, look, we need to do something with this in the cloud. Um, and, 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 And we figured that, look, if, if we can create a solution, not just to do the transcoding in the cloud, but to be able to push content around in the cloud, we could create a solution which is very different than the way video content is managed uh, you know, on-premise in a studio. So who are your clients and typically what are they using your service for? So our clients are, are at both ends of the spectrum in terms of size. We work with small teams between you know, up to 10 people. Uh, and we would classify those as, as generally as agencies. And agencies work with collab- in a collaborative way with uh, content creators and the people who are paying for it, the sponsors, for example. So you always have these three groups that need to share content and collaborate on it, do review and approvals, uh, and, then, and then come to a final uh, actually 
edited uh, video. The second type of client that we work with are, are, are large enterprise and multinationals, and they work in a very different way. So they, they're creating content in, in every part of their business, in, in HR, product, uh, corporate communications, marketing, uh, and broadcasters, of course, are it's at the core of the content that they make as well. So they, the reality is in a, in a large enterprise, virtually everybody needs to touch video at some point within their own organization. And how do they manage that content? There simply aren't tools made by the traditional uh, uh, enterprise tool makers that can manage content the way we can manage content. And of course, broadcasting is going through a digital revolution at the moment, transitioning from the traditional satellite and cable to VoIP and OTT. Why are so many broadcasters holding off in relation to that particular change? Why aren't they embracing it much faster? Well, OTT and and VoIP are different technologies uh, to what a broadcaster has traditionally done. So, um, you know, an engineer, uh, a broadcast engineer is different from a cloud engineer. And, you know, it's not that they've been not able to do it. It's just, it's a, it's a massive struggle to do it. Uh, and it's a struggle to do it, especially when, when, when you look at the, the different uh, types of revenue generation that you're looking at. Broadcast used to be said that you could put a bucket outside your door if you're a broadcaster, and in the morning it would be full of money. That's not the way with OTT. Uh, with with streaming content, you actually have to work quite hard at it to to make it work, um, and that's how the that's how the industry has been changing. It's been moving towards uh, OTT or or streaming, and you look at a company like Netflix. I mean, they hit they hit the market with House of Cards back in 2013, but it's taken Disney until last year, as well as others like uh, NBC's Peacock, until last year to launch. Why? Because it's just not that simple, and it's not core to their to their to their business models up until now. And of course, apart from providing just the video cloud platform for broadcasters and organisations and agencies to use, one of the other key benefits to your system, of course, is the data, the intelligence that they can actually create from that. I mean, the the, the world is data driven now, and uh, being able to uh, see exactly who's who, who's watched the content, uh, how long they've watched it for, from what point they've watched it from, and and, and until. Um, I mean, it's it's completely changing uh, the way that organizations who have content uh, can manage that content, and uh, you know, it's it's quite extraordinary the. Uh, the, the way they're using data now. Uh, I, let me let me go back on that for a second. The sports industry has traditionally been a very data-driven industry, right? I mean, they they have incre- incredible statistics that they that they're able to share with their uh, with with their fans and 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 the, and the viewers. But now they're finding that there's so many different ways that they can repurpose their content it's no longer just a matter of the match i mean you've got pre-match content you've got post-match content you've got social content you've got fantasy content uh it's it's just it's almost endless and and with that endless amount of uh, data that you're accumulating from that you can start to make more money by diversifying your revenues
And for any other broadcaster, where is the monetization opportunity online for them? The big opportunity is around multi-platform distribution. So trying to figure out if, if, if I've got um, uh, a live event, for example, uh, I've got an appointment to view, and live events and appointments to view are really, really important for broadcasters now. Uh, things like news and sports, those are the two key things. But there's also you know, big programs that they release, like programs like Billions, where they, they release it on uh, you know, one, one episode per week. And it still works. That, that old model still, still works for them in terms of an appointment to view. But really, the, the opportunity is around the, the multi-platform distribution and, and, and growing audiences on uh, everywhere from, from Twitter to TikTok to, to YouTube and Facebook. Uh, growing those audiences, understanding who those, who those audiences are, and then, and then generating whatever kind of revenue it is from those audiences. And, and that revenue can be a whole slew of things. It can be advertising, it can be subscription, it can be, um, uh, it, it can be partnership revenue. So the, the, the reality is, is, is that the broadcasters have to look to diversify um, their revenue, which was traditionally simply advertising and sponsorship up until about 10 years ago. Now, since you started the business back in 2015, you've built some incredible partnerships. Talk to us about how beneficial they've been to you in growing the business. Sure. So the, I, I suppose the, the, the first and, and most important one was working with uh, Amazon Web Services. Uh, very early on, they identified what we were doing was, was different. Uh, it was uh, innovative. And so they invited us to co-exhibit with them at some large conferences around the world where we found ourselves on, a, on, the, on the Amazon um, stand with other extraordinarily large uh, digital companies. And, and we were just a startup. And, and we got exposed to some, some very big brands at that point in time. And of course, in terms of funding the business, Philip, how important was it for Overcast HQ to receive assistance from the Disruptive Technologies Innovation Fund? So that was great. Uh, a, 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 a little over a year ago, uh, partnering with uh, Kinesense and Trinity College Dublin, we were awarded uh, a, a grant from the De- Technology, uh, Disruptive Technology Innovation Fund. And that was a, a slight pivot for us. So while we had been working in the media and entertainment uh, vertical up until that point, we, we had plans to move into uh, security and policing. And that provided the capital for us to, to, to move into that space. If you can imagine policing and security, uh, the amount of CCTV content out there uh, is growing exponentially. And there's huge challenges around being able to manage that content, the vast majority of which is managed uh, on, on premise in buildings at the moment. Uh, and we've developed uh, new solutions, uh, including some, some really clever uh, AI uh, analysis tools to be able to uh, manage that vast amount of, of CCTV footage, uh, reduce it down to only the events that you actually need to have a look at, um, and then allow people who are who have never worked with video before uh, to be able to manage content uh, in the same way that, say, an editor or an engineer might have done 
at a, at a broadcasting um, company 10 years ago. And of course, Philip, you're in an exciting space. Where do you see the emerging trends coming from over the coming years? I listen to a lot of Gartner uh, podcasts uh, and webinars. And what's, what's happening in the, in, the, in the progressive IT world uh, is, is quite extraordinary. Uh, you know, you've got banks like the Nationwide in the UK becoming technology companies, investing billions of euros over the, over the coming years to, 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 to develop their technologies. And, you know, we had a discussion, Carl, you and I, about whether, you know, whether we were a video company or a data company. Uh, you know, I would arguably say that we are a data company um, and that we are transforming into a data company going forward. So, you know, it's not straightforward uh, what a business is currently if you look at them. You look at Tesla. People say it's a car business. Other people say, no, it's a battery business. And others will say it's a technology business. And others will say it, absolutely. So, so you know, so, so going forward, you know, how, you, how you brand yourself and how you define yourself, um, it, it is important. But, but I see this huge shift towards technology and data. And, and that's really the dream that we're following. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Philip Broder from Overcast HQ. And I would like to thank Philip for taking the time to join us on this morning's show. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.